Well, well, well. I didn't think you'd show. Come on in. Have a seat. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Guys like you usually don't got the balls to go through with it. You sure this is what you want? I've thought about this for a while, and I don't see any other option. Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> so tell me again. Why do you want me to kill your wife? She took all my money. She took my kids. She says I have a drinking problem. She tells the judge that I hit her. Oh, great. An abusive relationship. That means they'll come looking for you if I put a bullet in a brain. Which means I gotta be careful. And that's gonna cost extra. I, I have the money. Just how are you going to do it? Well, we have a number of options. Break line failure, accidental sleeping pill overdose, killer wasps, killer bees, autoerotic asphyxiation. I'll have to tailor for a few days to figure this out. Do what you have to do. Well, hot diggity damn, how's about we celebrate? Can I get you a drink? Uh, sure. I have just the thing. How about a nice cold scrag beer? It's the perfect beer for a man with no other options. The beer for a man with nothing to lose. Like you said, desperate times call for desperate measures. Scrag beer. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Okay, guys, the purpose of this focus group is to get your thoughts and feelings on the Scrag Hitman ad, uh... We're just trying to determine what we did well and what we can improve upon. So uh, we'll start with you, ma'am, and go around the room. Well, overall, I think the ad is fairly effective. Um, my only criticism would be more hats. I think both characters should wear hats. Okay, I'll write that down. That's the only messed up thing you saw. A lack of hats? Uh, yeah, more hats, or maybe like a skinny dog that hasn't eaten in a while. What about the fact that the ad revolves around a man hiring a hitman to kill his wife? What demographic do you think this will appeal to? Well, Scrag Beer is made for the man who is in desperate need to drown a continent of sorrows. The man who's found himself in the darkest chasm of human suffering. <gasps> I agree with this young man. It's outrageous that this advertisement is about a man hiring a hitman. I mean, you could at least go on a little longer to let us see how she's killed. Perhaps her head could be caved in with a fire hydrant or something like that. Perhaps they take the child's jump rope and wring her neck with it. There are so many ways to kill her, but we see none of them. Well, what do you think about the hats? Oh, I got, perhaps later, after the wife has been forced into the realm of darkness, the hitman and the husband could make hats out of her hair. Perhaps they could, they could drink Scrag out of her skull. You people are insane. I don't even know why I came here. Scrag Family Brewery is a terrible company and makes piss beer. Okay, I, I think it's about time to wrap this up. We will, of course, do the traditional post-focus group ritualistic burning of the one who's blasphemed the Holy Scrag Elixir, and it looks like that'll be you, sir. God damn it. Burn! 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 Okay, the purpose of this focus group is to determine the effectiveness of the opening Friendship the Podcast sketch. I, only three episodes in, and they're already doing another Scrag beer sketch. 
Episode 2 was awful, by the way. Nobody even listens to this crap. Why do they waste their time? This show doesn't need to exist. There are already too many goddamn podcasts. Friendship the Podcast. Yet another podcast in a world oversaturated with podcasts. Grab the kids and gather around. Friendship the Podcast has come to town. Turn your smile into a frown. So you can turn it upside down. Friendship the Podcast. Brian Davis, David Ball, Crew Newcomer, so that's Evan Sprout. Flippin' the fiber, flippity boo. Listen to the podcast! Tonight on Bad Bitch Millionaire, the competition's drama and betrayal continue. On our last episode, Rebecca was eliminated. Kelly and Blair grow suspicious of the alliance between Stephanie, Monique, and famous linguist and analytic philosopher Noam Chomsky. Those girls think they're real bad bitches, and they may be acting like they're your friend, but they're gonna turn on you, Noam. I know these systems well. I think it only makes sense to seek out and identify structures of authority, hierarchy, and domination in every aspect of life, and to challenge them unless a justification for them can be given. Monique's plan is the most vile I've seen since the Americanization of Brazil, but it's what I need to embrace for now. The time will come to overthrow that ratchet bitch. She ain't the real one in charge here. Don't miss a second of tonight's episode when Blair and Amanda finally duke it out. Look, Amanda, if you want to say something to me, say it to my face. Don't make me look like a liar. Blair, I swear to God. Don't shut your stupid bitch mouth while I'm trying to write this essay on transformational grammar. I'm going to jump over the table and tear out your weed. Don't even think about blinking because an all-new episode of Bad Bitch Millionaire starts right now. We interrupt this episode of Bad Bitch Millionaire for a Friendship the Podcast news update. Coming up, hot local singles. Are they really in your area? And later... 10 activities your family can do to kill time in the months before the civilization annihilating asteroid hits Earth. But first, Friendship the Podcast News has the exclusive story on a recent trend in Scab County pet owners. Terry Gropner has our top story. Transgender dogs. The concept is controversial, but every day more and more Scab County pet owners pay thousands of dollars for their canine sexual reassignment surgery. Critics have said that dogs are unable to grasp even the concept of gender, but local dog owner Regina La Silva disagrees. I could just feel that my dog was meant to be a woman. La Silva's seven-year-old beagle was born Wendell. But now goes by Wendy. Thanks to Dr. Werner von Strauss, the newly hired surgeon at the Scab County Animal Hospital. Von Strauss granted Friendship the Podcast News an exclusive phone interview. Dr. von Strauss, since your arrival in Scab County a month and a half ago, the number of transgender dogs in the county has skyrocketed. What do you say when people claim you are doing unnecessary procedures on animals who do not understand what gender even is? I say they are fools. Hypocrites. We are allowed to play God and breed different kinds of dogs, but it is forbidden to change the gender. Fools! When asked if he plans to perform surgeries on cats, Von Strauss said he's not a cat person. 
Terry Grotner, Friendship the Podcast News. Wetting the old whistle. Welcome to our podcast. Come on in and take your shoes off, baby, baby. Dave, don't touch the thermostat and use a coaster when you're putting drinks on our coffee table. I don't mean to be a dick, but my wife can be a really big cunt. And anytime I get on her bad side, she gives my dick a punch. I don't think the dog should be in the dryer. <laughs> oh, oh, man, Glenn, you're so funny. You truly are the life of the party. Don't you think so, Richard? Yeah, he's great. Richard was steaming with jealousy. He wanted desperately to be the life of the party, but he's an accountant and his favorite album is Barry Manilow's Greatest Hits. Richard's droning anecdotes and cliché jokes act as a steel gate blocking him from the center of attention. His life is a slow-moving stream of banality and white briefs flowing toward an ocean of insignificance. No one will want to come to his funeral. Until now, introducing Rosetta Stone Cosby. That's right, now you can become fluent in Bill Cosby impersonation. A Cosby impression will turn any of your doll stories into a full-on laugh riot. Learn the language of family-friendly comedy today. Let's check back in with Richard at the party now that he's locked and loaded with the Cosby impression. Hey Richard, how are things going at home? I tell the child to stop getting into my files because the child gets all of the peanut butter fingers all over the paper and I take it to the boss and the boss says, Rich, why the BB on the spreadsheets and I lose my job? Wow, Richard, I never knew you did such an amazing Cosby impression. You have toppled my life of the party throne. Congratulations! Brian, I I can't do this anymore. What? This is gold, you guys. Brian, crew and I have been talking, and well, we have to tell you something. What is it? It it's your impressions. I should do more of them, right? My Cosby and Woody Allen are just the tip of the iceberg. I'm thinking about doing a sketch with Jimmy Stewart as an astronaut making first contact with extraterrestrials. Hey, Houston, this is Jimmy Stewart. I've discovered extraterrestrials, and they told me they want the moon, and I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Brian, your impressions are awful. What are you talking about? My impressions are great. Tell them, crew. They're spot on. Right, crew? You honestly think your impressions are spot on? Of course I do. They're one of the few good things about this podcast. Wait a minute. I think I know what's going on here. Brian, can you uh, go stand by the wall and uh, cover your ears? I have to uh, talk to Dave in private. No problem. Okay. He's not listening. What's up? That isn't normal, Brian. That's a robot, Brian. What? A robot, Brian. I read an article on the internet about the NSA developing household robots programmed to do bad impressions on comedy podcasts. The government sent that robot here to destroy our podcast. Why would they do that? Do not ask questions. Hey, you said you would cover your ears. I was lying. Ha, ha, ha. Now I will kill you. Not so fast. I know how to overheat your impersonation hardware and destroy your cybernetic nervous system, Robot Brian. I commend you to do an impression of Woody Allen 
doing an impression of Bill Cosby. Ha! Easy! Jesus, Rudy and Theo, I want to marry my stepchild, Sunyi Theo, Rudy Cassandra. Sorry, guys, I, I have to break character. Come on, man, we almost had it perfectly. This sketch ends the same way masturbating in space ended in the first episode. A robot melting down. You're running out of ideas. I guess, you know, it's kind of similar, but I still think it's pretty good. You're a shit writer, and I think you're a big jagger. You're full of baloney, and I hate you. I'm sick of this shit, Brian. My father told me I would one day have to use my blade to strike down a man I called a friend. That day is nigh. Think about this, David. I have mastered the art of swordsmanship. You will not survive. Sorry, sorry, dude. Can I stop the scene for a second? Dude, this better be important. We were getting some good stuff. Let, let, let me get all of this straight. In the script, Dave breaks character during the Rosetta Stone sketch to criticize Brian's impressions, and we find out Brian's a robot. Then Dave breaks character again to criticize an attempt to kill Brian for reusing old ideas, which itself is kind of recycling the end of the pre-dust quadrant sketch in the last episode, right? Do you realize that you're interrupting a scene to criticize our use of scene interruption? I'm just reading your shitty script. This is confusing. Perhaps I can brighten up things with a fun story. Who the hell are you? My name's Glenn. Anyway, my wife came up to me the other day with this laundry basket full of bloody clothes and says, Honey, your slacks are ruined. And so I says to her, I don't think the dog should be in the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man, Glenn, you're so funny. You truly are the life of the party. Don't you think so, Richard? Yeah, he's great. Richard was steaming with jealousy. He wanted desperately And so to began the young comedy writer's descent into madness. He spends his days sitting in a dimly lit basement searching tirelessly for the ending to this bit, as if it were the meaning of life itself, only to be rewarded with a life wasted in the darkness. When I'm jamming a podcast, it's friendship, the podcast, that make you laugh real hard, maybe your dick will fall off, but I hope that you get to keep your dick really, I do. Attention passengers, uh, we are currently cruising at 600 miles per hour at an altitude of 30,000 feet. We should be arriving in Colorado in about an hour. I bet a lot of you are just going for that legal marijuana. (laughs) But uh, seriously folks, I was recently in Denver and legalization is super awesome. Ugh, these coach seats are the worst. My neck is killing me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to first class, you know. I don't normally have to fly coach, but uh, I'm a little weak on funds because my dipshit brother embezzled the shit out of me. Oh, geez, that's too that's too bad. Yeah, man, it'll be cool, though. My biz is a lucrative. Is that so? It's true. I found it at a website you probably heard of, dicktricks.com. What? Yeah, it's one of the world's first penile magic trick websites. 
Uh, that's that's great. Damn right it's great. The genital illusion market is huge. You should check it out. A lot of my shit's on there. They call me the Dick Mystic. Excuse me, sir. We've randomly selected you to be upgraded to business class. Would you like to upgrade for no charge? Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, lucky. Remember to check out dicktricks.com. You wouldn't believe the shit I can do with my scrote. Uh... Hello again, folks. <laughs> I want to let everyone know that I'm on Instagram, at high in the sky. You can also follow my co-pilot, Randy, at Randy in the sky with diamonds. Do you think this captain is a good flyer? No, uh, I'm, I'm sure he's qualified. Oh, I hope so. This is my first time in the sky. I don't want to die. Oh, don't, don't even think about that. I've been flying all my life, and I'm still here. I bet that's what the 9-11 people said, too. Have you ever heard of 9-11? Of course I have, but... I have 9-11 recorded on a VHS. I watch it almost every day. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have got on this plane. Why do we have to arrogantly spit in gravity's face? gonna be fine. I just know this plane is going to be 9-11'd. We're not gonna be 9-11'd. That's exactly what a 9-11 man would say. You're going to 9-11 all of us. Waitress! Waitress! Yes, ma'am. Take this man away. He plans to 9-11 this aircraft. I'm not gonna 9-11 anybody. Sir, do you mind if we upgrade you to first class so it will calm her down? Please do. Thank you very much. So anyway, as I was telling you, I'm writing this book, and it's it's about a guy, uh, he has, like, a good job, and, like, and he has, like, like, a wife like, and stuff. He's, like, a Borat guy. Like, my wife! No, he's not, like, a fucking Borat guy. Listen, he's a real guy. He's got, like, real problems and stuff, Randy. Borat had real problems. He's from a Kazakhstan. Oh, God. You've you seen Borat? Yeah, I've seen Borat, like, 15 years ago when it came out. It's a great movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Apocalypse Now came out like 30 years ago. People are still talking about that. Who's talking about that other than you? Uh, sir, the microphone's on. Jesus. I certainly hope you're not talking to his name in vain, my dear boy. Listen, man, I'm not really in the mood to talk right now. Boy, you better want to talk, for I hold the key to your salvation. I travel this great land of ours to save people like you from an eternity of torment and torture. Satan's wrath awaits you if you don't get your head out of that big city queer ass of yours, my boy. Dude, dude, do not listen to this asshole. Oh, my sweet Lord Jesus in heaven. Wait, Satan? Correct the mundo, my man. The Dark Lord is upon us, the ruler of hell, the master of evil, supporter of marriage equality, yeah! Chill out, dude. I'm just headed to Colorado for a little Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Don't listen to him, boy! He just wants to corrupt your mind with evil thoughts and make you his servant! Before you know it, you'll be murdering and raping corpses in the street! 
I don't know why guys like you perpetuate that bullshit reputation. It's so lame that my name has become synonymous with evil and shit. Like, like my whole thing is just to have a good time, maybe smoke a little weed, jerk off and play Xbox. That's pretty much all we do down in hell. It's a blast. That doesn't sound bad at all. Dude, it's awesome. I don't know where people get all this shit about hell being a realm of eternal torture. It's heaven down there, man. Heaven? Ha! <laughs> Whoops, little slip of the tongue. I didn't even notice. Oh, man. Nah, heaven kind of sucks. Like, I'm from the school of, if you come to my place, we're going to have a party. Like, I'll bust out the Jaeger, crank up the Sabbath, roll some joints. Good times, man. I mean... Heaven is cool if you're into board games and creed. No, thank you. Anyway, I'll be back. I gotta take a piss. Right in this plane, high on cocaine. Nah, it's just weed. I mean, I'm not high. Actually, fuck it. Randy and I are high as shit. Who cares? Pot makes this shit job fun. Like, sometimes I just zone out and think about how all your lives are in my hands. I could kill all of you, but I don't. Just think about that, guys. Hey, man, we're, we're kind of, maybe we're hey Randy, let me do my job. I'm just saying, maybe Would you please let me speak, Randy? All right. Not many pilots make you think like this. I don't just take you physically high, but I take you, like, spiritually high. Dude, dude. Randy, are you the captain? Are you the pilot? Yes, you're the co-pilot. There's this old proverb in Tibetan Buddhism that says, HOLY SHIT A MOUNTAIN! Friendship the Podcast is written and performed by Brian Davis, David Ball, and Crew Newcomer. Poorly edited by Brian Davis. Original songs by David Ball. And sketch music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. That's the end of the show. Respect, man, respect. That's what I'm all about because I'm a realist one here.